there. Welcome to Libby's Movie Hunt. I'm your host, Libby Hunt, along with my co-host and producer, Kevin E. Hey, Libby. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. Well, it's a big, fun, long weekend. you have any plans? Um, you know, I'm sure it will involve the pool, probably some grilling as well, but yes. nothing, uh, not, no, not, not really, nothing big going on. Us either. My husband and son are going to go to our ranch, and I'm going to stay here because I might, might have a college kid or two come home, but it's just kind of nice to... Just relax. It's one of those good kickback ones. I mean, as far back as I, I remember, when we, whenever it was Labor Day, we never had anything big planned, you know? I know. It was always Memorial Day and Fourth of July and that kind of stuff. I know. That's more fun. So just for, just take have a good long weekend. But well, we have a few movies to talk about, but I wanted to, I put on Instagram and Facebook, I wanted to talk a little bit more about my friend Justin Malone's film, Undocumented, He um, an independent documentary that he did about 10 years ago, and it's so relevant now with the... Um, you know, illegal immigration issue in our country and um, kind of shows all sides. And so check out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, undocumented film, and um, just join the, join the dialogue conversation. You came and you liked it. I absolutely did. Highly recommend. Why I wanted to do the screening and help promote Justin's film is because I want to possibly help him make another movie, produce something. So we have some ideas. Yeah, sounds good. So that'll be fun. We had him on the show last week just talking about film. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's nice when you have three... Yeah, three people to lab bounce with. stuff off of. Yeah, exactly. And um, he's just a great filmmaker. And he, he and he, the three of us have a lot in common as far as our film tastes. Yes, definitely. We just like the... The great ones. Exactly. The great films. It's always nice, so yeah, to have an extra person you thrown know, in to chew the fat. You know, when you ask a real film lover like him and you and me, we're all like, you know, what's your favorite film? And everybody always throws out there, Shawshank Redemption, Casino, Goodfellas, Godfather. It's Braveheart. so funny. Braveheart. Yeah. He, he, he threw out some kind of ones that I wasn't as familiar with. Um, what was it he threw out? It was kind of obscure. I'm trying I'm, to remember, too. I don't know. But, he definitely said Cool Hand Luke. That's a great oh, one. Oh, yes, which kind of surprised me. I do love that movie, though. Um, but right, you know, movies lately just haven't been. There aren't many that great ones. No, it's it's that time where it's almost like the Meg oh. was the ceremonial end of the summer. Big I, movies, you know. I know <laughs> we talked about that, didn't we? Yeah. We did. We didn't love it. No, and last week, I, I mean, I didn't see anything because I, I didn't see Mission Impossible again, just because oh. I'm like, there's nothing new that I don't want to see again? that much. Yeah, I saw it again. I think I'd like to see it again. It's, it's definitely a lot worth a second go. Yeah, and it's so confusing that it might help me understand the storyline a little better. It is. It is lengthy. I yes. mean, that's one thing. It's a, it's a bit of a commitment in a two and a half hour Very. action thriller. Very. Well, and Kevin and I talked about this, too. For right now, we're going to go to shows every other week because the summer, there just aren't many movies, and I'm traveling a bunch. I'm going to Nantucket next week for the first time, actually. So instead of having a weekly show, we're going to go every other week. So we'll see all the Friday after. That way, during the lulls, we don't have to force, you know, movies that aren't that great. Yeah, it's hard to talk about movies you don't love. Did you like... Have you ever been to Nantucket or that part of the country, Martha's Vineyard or anything? Um, I mean, I lived in New Hampshire, you know, which oh, is the New did? England area. Yeah, for, for two years. And um, yeah, it was nice. When did you live there as a kid? Um, I was like, I think we moved there when I was 11, moved back when I was 13, something like that. Right. Well, the thing about getting to Nantucket, you have to take several planes and like a, a ferry. It's That's not right. Easy. It's much harder to get to than the areas yeah. I would say. I'm just going with girls. My husband would not like a full day of traveling like that, but we're, I'm excited. Okay, first movie. There is all this hype about crazy, crazy rich Asians, and do you, you probably don't have any desire to see that film. Do you? I mean, 
honestly, I didn't really know anything about it, I, so I wouldn't have had any interest. But what, what got my attention was when I went on Rotten Tomatoes and mm-hmm. saw this movie opening this week. It was listed as one of their featured movies. It right. had a 90%. 93. 93%, mm-hmm. yeah, rating. I'm like, all right, maybe. Uh, so what is, I think Elise would want to see it. Didn't she read the book? Every girl has read the book. Probably, I, yeah. Well, it's, uh, the book is, of course, so much better, as always, how it works out in, you know, films and books. But, um basically about a girl meets a, a very wealthy Asian guy uh, sing, from Singapore and she doesn't know he's wealthy, goes back to the best friend's wedding and has to deal with all the socialites and the difficult mom. I mean, gotcha. that's, you know, kind of a Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. But on it, John M. Cha- Chu directed it. He did Now You See Me, which, you know, that about uh, magic. Uh, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. And, yes. Yeah. So, and he also did some of the Step Up films. But, um, I just wasn't crazy about it. I don't get what all the hype is about. Really? I mean, it it just didn't, I didn't love it. I'm, oh, do you want to roll a clip? Uh, yes, we'll roll a clip. I met a girl, fell in love, and I want to marry her. It's not that simple. You're Nicholas Young. You know I'm back. Like I never Mom, this is Rachel Chu. He hates me. The Youngs are like royalty. They're crazy rich. Oh, my God. Your gap look. Brilliant. I bet if he told her you'd leave Nick for like a million dollars, she would write that check. Like a $10 million check. I feel like she would do that. Crazy Rich Asians. Ready PG-13. Only in theaters August 15th. That one actress in it with the blonde hair, the blonde Asian, she was in Ocean's Eleven with Sandra Bullock. She played the skateboarding girl. Oh, yeah. All right. And she's funny and good. Um, I'm pretty sure she, yeah, she was in Ocean's Eleven. But it... I don't know. I didn't love it. I mean, I'm not going to give it half popped. I'd give it mildly popcorn worthy. I just don't think it lives up to all the hype. Just I, not. I mean, are there good laughs? No, not no, no laughs. I mean, it's just <laughs> it. It made me want to go to Singapore. Yeah. It, it was pretty. It That's was, a good brochure. Yes, but um, where's our rating system? We'll give it mildly popcorn worthy. But then I've had some people who friends who just love it. But basically. Yeah, I thought it was one of those like quirky rom-com, like yes. my big fat Greek wedding type, uh, you know, sleeper hit type things. Right. But you know, I, yeah. I didn't really like my big fat Greek wedding either. So. Yeah, I was. I, I liked the. First, it was okay. Okay, this. I also I wanted to say this. And he's not watching it so sad because he's gone. But my friend um, Henry Lewis, a pa- friend of mine, passed away this week. Past week, and every Thursday. We would. I want to dedicate this show to him because we would. He would get on Facebook and he'd go to the Look Cinemas out north, and watch a movie by himself, like I like to do. And then he'd get on Facebook and give us a little review of it. And he and I would always banter back and forth every Thursday night. And he's gone. Oh, that's all. That's sorry to hear that. I know. He he had never married, and um, he was a high school friend of mine. And he um, just went on a trip to Wyoming by himself and had a heart. He died in his sleep. They think a heart attack. Isn't that sad? That's crazy. That's a young guy. Yeah, but every we all, he was a big Facebook guy, so everybody felt like they were Henry's best friend because he chatted with... Yeah. Every, he was a single guy, so he could. He had a lot of time. You know, I think he was an attorney. But he would respond to everything, and he just was interested in sports and movies. He was just... We're all going to miss Henry. That so, is a bummer. It's, it's I know. sad to see him go. So if any of my friends out there from Highland Park High School remember Henry Lewis, this is in honor of him, just talking movies. Um, okay, we also... What else are we going to talk about? Okay, you didn't see Searching. No, no, I did not. And I saw it last night. It's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Anesh, I can't even say his last name, a, an Asian guy directed it. And I can't, I, this may be like his first film because I couldn't find any 
of his past stuff. Hmm. Should, uh, I'm not, not sure. But it's a, I didn't know it had that high of a rating on Rotten Tomatoes either. Yes. Suspense. Um, well, hey, let's show a clip first. Sure. Last weekend, audiences got a sneak peek at searching. Where were you the night my daughter went missing? Oh, my God. Something doesn't add up. You don't think she's involved with anything serious. And critics are raving. She gets a fake ID. She sends money to herself. The hell was she doing with all that money? Don't miss the twist that will blow your mind. I didn't know my daughter. What'd you do to her? Searching. Doesn't that look great? It looks really intense. Yeah. John Chow plays the father. He, oh gosh, what he's been in the, a lot of Star Trek movies. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. He plays Akara Sulu in the Star Trek movies. And then um, some of my personal favorites, just to show my level of maturity, the Harold yeah. and Kumar films. I love those. Yes. <laughs> he was what in it, all of those. He was in all, he, yeah, he's, he has a lot of identity theft. He's been in a lot of stuff. And Deborah Messing plays the lead detective. But it also is a totally Asian cast. Like um, Crazy Rich Asians, I think that's good to have their, you know, their faces shown. You know, sure. that's always neat to, you know, um, but basically the father, the daughter, this daughter Margot doesn't come home one night. Her mother had passed away, and he get teams up with Deborah Messing and looks at her di digital footprint to find where she's been and where she's gone and figure it all out. But what's fa so fascinating about this film that I think I haven't seen, have not seen it done before. Everything, Kevin, is done from like a monitor. Like you, the camera, so the director is behind a camera and he films every single thing on a monitor. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, John, so there's a scene where he's going to his brother's house. He goes over there, puts up, he's spying on his brother because he wants to find out something from his brother about the case. And so you see it from the bro brother's apartment's viewpoint cameras. Yeah, yeah. And so whenever he, with John Chow's character has his camera open on his laptop, that's how you're seeing the movie. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's really cool. I didn't even know that it had that perspective shift. It's a perspective, thing in there. like in like if he's, you see his car going to this site where the daughter went, where he fa found where she had gone to this lake. You see him on the map of his car on ma maps taking him there. Like it's, a GPS? Yes, like a GPS view. Oh, that's or awesome. Or you see, click, and he, it's just fascinating to watch somebody's digital footprint. Like he, he could follow his daughter through Tumblr, through Instagram, through Twitter, through to find out clues. Does everything else match up to the innovation of the, the camera work and that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's good. That kind of flow? But for since it's that reason, it doesn't have a beautiful look to it. It has such a kind of a sterile feel to the film because it is you're looking at it through a, a laptop right everything's on a laptop so it doesn't have a but it's just it's really hard to imagine almost. no you have <laughs> to see it it's so clever that i was just like this is so i love it when i'm ever surprised by something yeah nothing ever surprises me um and it has on a top of all that it's got a twist about the the, the mystery of where the daughter is at the end that you don't see coming at all. So it's almost like a um, well, when it comes to like new new ideas and things. Like, did you ever see Hardcore Henry? Yes. It was all like that three you know first person perspective, which mm. I thought was really cool. But this seems like uh, you know one of those edgy, innovative filmmaking concepts, except much more 
deep and you know with a good story right. and good characters and you know le legitimate thrills. Well, like Steve Soderbergh, remember he did that one all on his iPhone, and I didn't like it so much. Oh, it that's was, right. Yeah, that one came out not that long. That ago. That was clever. This is that kind of deal, but way better. But way better. And a great cast and a great story and a little twist at the end that you're like, woo! Cool. No, I was completely amazed and entertained. I give it highly popcorn worthy. Ta-da! <laughs> I think you've got to go see it. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, because I went without my husband. He's like, oh, is that something I'm going to like? I think I go, I think it is, but I think it's one of those I'll see again. So That's awesome. I will definitely watch that one. And then you and I both saw Mile 22. Yep. 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think, yeah, which is kind of funny that it's yeah. Mile 22 and it has 22. I know. I thought that was funny. <laughs> so, uh well, before we roll a clip, do we have a, I mean, do we have a clip that we want to roll before we talk about it a little bit? Yeah, we got a clip. Do you want to go and roll it? Sure. Put her up there. Hi, Mommy. Are you coming to Mother's Day? You know, I can't be there. I'm really sorry. We only have one shot to get him on the plane. Deliver that package to mile 22. He should take him back. What's that motorcycle doing? Where are they? They're on foot. The little girl who misses her mother every day because she is here for you. Twenty-two rated R. Well, the clip I, I I liked it, but tell so basically it's hard to t explain about it. You want to tell a little bit what well, it is? I mean, as far as what you just saw in that trailer is what exactly what you can expect. You know, when you mm. see this movie, it's it's short runtime. It's only ninety minutes. It's tons of you know quick quick cuts, frenetic action. Uh, Mark Wahlberg in one of his classic kind of roles. He's, I don't even know what you call it. Some sort of a secret service agent. CII. Yeah, one of those. Operative deep cover. Yes, an operative. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and, and they're basically trying to smuggle out uh, someone who has information. It's uh, What it kind of reminded me of is like a more modern, modern more action-packed, more spy kind of version of the movie 16 Blocks. You ever see that with Bruce Willis and Most Def? Yeah, I liked and that. And he's the witness trying to get him you know, yes. basically to, get to the courthouse before everyone is, you know, who's trying to kill them. Oh, I totally forgot about that film, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to that. Uh -huh. And so they're trying to, you know, protect this witness who has this information and people are bombarding them, trying to kill them. And almost a little also like The Gauntlet with Clint Eastwood. Right. Um, Except, I don't. Not as good as those other two movies. Right. I, don't think. I mean, I, it's short. It's really never boring, but it's not ever as thrilling as it could be. I think. Right. Well, Peter Berg directed it. Who did Lone Survivor with Mark Wahlberg? That everybody loved. Which is pretty good. Yeah, good. I like yeah. that movie. But um, I liked that Deepwater Horizon too. Yeah, I did too. I think that I loved Mark Wahl Wahlberg in it. The girl who started it. Um, I. I she, you said she was in The Walking Maggie Dead. On the Walking, Maggie Green from The Walking Dead is where I know her from most. but Not a great actress. No. Ronda Rousey, please, go Horrible. away. Why do they keep putting her in films? <laughs> what They put her in Entourage, and like ruined Entourage. Kinda oh, my like, God. Every scene with her in it was, yeah. Kind of like that Coppola girl ruined The Third Godfather. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You're just Sophie like, Coppola. why? Take her. She can't act. She can wrestle. Leave her there. I thought John Malkovich. I was about to say, I forgot John Malkovich. Yeah. I mean, he's in it, and, you know, I just like to stare at him. He's just cool looking. He is cool. You can't look away, you and, know? And he's pretty good. He's been in these recent kind of action-oriented mm -hmm. movies like Red and Red 2. And yeah, yes. I think he's really good. Well, I don't agree with 22%. I, I honestly, you're not going to believe this. I like it better in some ways than, than Mission Impossible. Really? Okay, I, that's, that I find surprising. I liked the story. 
I like I, it, Mission Impossible confused me. I like Mission Impossible. Me too. Okay, yeah. It's Tom Cruise's face, and I liked all the action. I thought it was. I mean, it's over the top. It you could this this one the you could tell it just didn't have as big a budget. Obviously, um, I like the story though. It's pretty. Yeah. It's it's. I, I I mean I wouldn't say it's that overly intricate, but it's not like like Mission Impossible. But no, but I I, I like the storyline a little bit better. And Mark, but d- one thing my husband knows, I get real bugged by things. And Mark Wahlberg wanted to be reminded of some, his someone had taught him this as child to pop a rubber band on his wrist. Yeah. that got on my nerves so bad. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly. Literally, what you're it about. made me want to crawl out of my skin. My husband's <laughs> like, we got in the car and he goes, was that rubber band pop? And he, I go, how did you know? He knew that that's something that would bug me. Yep. So if you see that, you'll 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 know what bugs would be. But um, you know, it's pretty. Would you say pretty breakneck action? Total breakneck yeah. action thriller. My dad would love it. Yeah. Love it. And Mark Wahlberg is always good in those kind of roles. What would you give it? You you write this one. Um, I I'm going to agree with you that it did not it does not deserve a 22. percent I mean, is so it, it's popcorn worthy. Mildly. I'm I'm it's not I I mean I, not to the level of Mission Impossible I don't think. But, but you you're right, Mission Impossible is more confusing. That's for sure. But I would still say it's fully popcorn. worthy I mean, like yeah. not half popped at all. No 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 definitely yeah. not. I mean, you'll get your money's worth. You'll get your entertainment out of your price of admission. Definitely if you, if you rent from home when it goes to digital. But yeah, no, yeah. it's worth seeing. Sure. It's not feeling the love, and I say go. All right. And I say, we both. I agree. It's definitely popcorn worthy. Yes, we liked it. Okay, this is one thing I wanted to add. Oh, real quickly, I want to tell you all about a film I saw because I see all the art house films at Angelica or Magnolia. You're the art house expert, for sure. Yes, independent films. But, well, it's not really art house film, but Operation Finale. the director is Chris Weitz. He did Rogue One, Star Wars, you know. He did the Ants movies, he and his brother. But he's a great director. What else has he done? Um, the Mountain Between Us with Idris Elba that was just out. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, and uh, was it Kate Winslet also? Yeah. Well, okay, this film, Operation Finale, Oscar Isaac is in it, who's also in Star Wars. Poe Dameron from Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Ben Kingsley plays Adolf Eichmann. So the story is, this is a true story, which I'd heard, but I hadn't seen it put this way. There's these Israeli intelligent group that, after 15 years after World War II, they'd gotten most, the Nazi hunters have gotten most of the Nazis, but Adolf Eichmann is over in um, Buenos Aires, Argentina, where a lot of them fled to, a lot of the Nazis, and they go in, Oscar Isaac's character, another CIA underground operative group, you know, and takes him out of the country to stand trial in Israel. And and that story of how that all goes down, and it's fascinating. And people are trying to stop them, so it's yes. it's almost kind of similar to yes. the... Uh, I mean, it doesn't have a lot of action in it, but it is really, really good. It got only 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I, I t- don't agree at all. I, I'm actually shocked at that, because I, I know you can never really judge a movie fully mm-hmm. from his trailer, but I thought it looked really good, it and Oscar great. Isaac is a great actor. Great. He's so fantastic, and it, it, it felt like they didn't have a big budget, I, that's maybe the problem. I feel like that was the. It was a little cheesy backgrounds. That word I can't think of another word to say. It just the quality wasn't there. You think maybe that's one of those movies where because of the Star Wars popularity and you know uh-huh. he's been in so many you know good movies that the demand for Oscar Isaac is so high that they blew most of their budget on getting such a, a big star, uh, star that's so hot right well, now. Well, Ben and Kingsley, who was Gandhi. That's you know, true. I mean, ben Kingsley's ended up in a lot of like C-list and D-list stuff. But, I know, because he was crazy. in Schindler's List. I mean, he's so good. He's but been in a lot of movies I love. Uh, Nick Kroll's in this all, t- so you, you'll remember Lucky him. number 11, and Ben Kingsley's, uh, he's been in a lot of movies oh, that fan- I like. he's fantastic. So that's a good one. Okay, this is what I wanted to ask you about. Right now, 
at North Park. I looked what's playing. There's, it says 10th anniversary, the Marvel movies. They've got Captain America, Iron Man, Avengers, and Thor. What does that mean? Uh, Are they replaying them? It basically means, you know, because, yeah, now that they've had this whole Marvel universe and all these different superheroes and whatnot, it all started with the first Iron Man that came out 10 years ago right now. So oh. it's like the 10-year, you know, a start of the Marvel universe. And so they're going to show all of the, you know, all the different characters that came together to form Avengers, so which is, you know, Hulk. Door. So would it make you want to go Man. into the theater and go see those again? No way. Not no, no. not in a marathon setting. I mean, especially right. not. No. But they're all long, and I do enjoy them, but I don't think I'm that that devoted for it. Well, I was going to ask you about that because I just saw that on you know on Fandango, and I was like, interesting. And they're in the IMAX theater, so that might be fun. Is it like you go and you know, they show one each day or something? Or is it like you have to go and no. they show them all back to back No, to they're back? all showing at different times. Oh, okay. See, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So, but there are some that are not as good. But Right. So I just wondered if you knew about that. I thought... If you you Avenger type Marvel people out there, isn't it Marvel? Yeah. Yes, and that'll be cool. I mean, I'd like love to see the Iron um, Man re-release. I mean, I'll, I'll skip like the first Captain America and Thor probably, but you know. Right. I, yeah, I might even go see Iron Man. Also, another film that I have no desire to go see is the Happy Time Murders with um, about the puppets. And Could not agree with you more. I'm just not going to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, I just, my no my desire. Fr my friends in Dallas, Jonathan Brownlee and Sin State, the company. Uh, that did Ma Puppet Meister, yeah. Master, they said there was a write-up, I think, in the Wall Street Journal that if you're going to go see a puppet movie, go see the far superior Puppet Master. Puppet so they were loving that for publicity <laughs> for their great. movie because they're like, this thing, Happy Time Murders, is just filthy and stupid and... I thought it had some, like it was somewhat maybe even intriguing premise. Right. I still wouldn't have gone to see it. But then when I saw the score on Rotten, which I think is in like the teens, yes, I'm like, man, there's no way. Melissa McCarthy usually never messes up, but we're we're, we're not we're not even going to go see that, y'all. No, no thanks. So that is it. We will. Um, you have anything else to say about movies? Um, nope. That's no, that's good. all I got. Yeah, we fit in a lot there. We squeezed it in. But y'all enjoy the long weekend, and we will see you back the Friday after next.